Welcome very much to very much. What the hell? Welcome, (laughs) welcome to this edition of Don't Listen to Us, episode number thirty-two. I'm immeasurably happy to be here. (laughs) The hell? Episode number thirty-two. I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. I'm going to derail right off the top. By the by the way, Melissa, you're beautiful. Thank you, Sean. We were having this discussion about about lighting and and how you didn't think that you were pretty on the, the oh, YML broadcast. Oh, I, well, I'm not. You are. Okay. You are more critical of yourself as well, human everybody beings. Is. Yeah, everybody is. Yeah. yeah. So if everyone tells you one thing, but you believe the other thing, who should you listen to? <laughs> Don't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> if a if hundred people tell you one thing, but you think... This isn't this a, m- a remarkable aspect of human nature. It's very odd. We're our, we are our, our own worst critics, that's for sure. And it's not just that too. I've seen this happen, and we can do it now online a whole lot more than we ever could before. But I've seen it happen with people where they will get a hundred positive comments on a story oh, or yes. on a video, mm-hmm. and one negative one destroys them. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of taking it, well, it's a hundred to one ratio. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a hundred smart people and one asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, they that one person gets blown out of proportion. It's like, oh my god, that one person hates me. And I was definitely that way when I first started broadcasting. Oh, you these, were low these many years ago, twenty five years ago. Even you. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I would get a hundred. Literally, I get a hundred emails that say, "Hey, interesting idea, great show." And one email, one person going, "I don't like the way you do this." Like, okay, I'll change. Oh, you know? it's it's very very common. That's one of the things that you always tell folks who are new to the internet in general is don't read the comments. You know, if you post something on the internet, don't read the comments it's because it would be impossible not to. Because people are generally, the internet allows them to be real assholes mm. and for no good reason just because they want to be and they're comfortable because they're not in front yeah, of you right. or they're not right. talking to oh yeah you. Ab- just absolutely typing people, it out people would not say the things to your face that they would say on internet comments mm-hmm. on youtube or on a website things like maybe that. So, they do it to make themselves feel better eh, who cares doesn't matter doesn't, doesn't matter you're, if you're a jerk you're a jerk exactly this person's not a jerk. One of our favorite people, uh, Sarah, sent us an email. I haven't heard from Sarah in a while. Did she you? said, hey, I know how to make you two stay home with me. The hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, gonna, I'm, going to, I'm going to get 1,000 at-risk kittens into your house so you don't leave until they're all adopted. Okay? Good. Thanks for understanding. Mm-hmm. Sarah, sweetie, that's not how it works. <laughs> She wants a kitten or something or a dog or no, something. No, she wants us to stay and she thinks that us having to adopt a thousand kittens would make us stay. It would just slow us down a bit, I think. It wouldn't slow us down a second. I'd open the door, kitten from outside, <laughs> close the door. That is very irresponsible. And give and giving someone a thousand kittens isn't? Sarah That's started true. the irresponsibility. Sarah, you started it. Exactly. That's an interesting thing. I didn't know she, she thought that. She's silly to give us a thousand kittens. She's just being so silly. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking. Halloween is coming up. Uh, This is uh, we're doing this on Sunday afternoon. uh, Before I before Melissa makes me clean my room. (laughs) Okay, don't say that like that when all of our dear listeners haven't seen your room. (laughs) Moving on. Um. So Halloween is this coming uh, Wednesday. Uh, and we talked about this on the Your Mac Life show. I didn't realize that Halloween wasn't a kid thing in Australia, at least when you were in Australia. No. It's an adult thing. I had never trick-or-treated in all my life. That's really interesting. I didn't realize it. Because mm. here in North America, it's it's always been a kid thing, but it's moving, probably moved, into certainly much more adult, not oriented, but adult acceptable in the last, say, 20 years. Adults, they haven't taken over Halloween, but they certainly are getting involved in it a whole lot more, which is good. Yeah, they're enjoying dressing up. Yeah. Teachers often, well, you'll go to the schools and all the teachers will be dressed up and, you know. Why do you think we do that? Oh, it's fun to dress up. My mother loved dressing up. She loved it. It's just fun. It's, it's. Depending on your costume, you can be in an, in an, in another. Uh, you can act in a different way. Yep. It's like being on a stage. See, for me, I, I find that's why I asked the question. I find this really interesting. I, I think it's because of my upbringing, where we didn't dress up as kids. We just got a little mask that mom got from Zeller's. 
Mm-hmm. It was a fifty cent dollar mask, mm-hmm. and you were Batman or Superman. We, we couldn't afford the whole costume, mm-hmm. so I never dressed up as a kid, six, Neither seven, eight, did nine, I. ten years old. And I have also never pretended to be somebody else in any situation. Like on the internet, is the the internet's a perfect way to pretend to be somebody else. If you want to portray yourself in any way at all, you can do that on the internet. But I, on the internet, have always used my real name, Sean King. I have never used <clears throat> sexy owl, big doctor, hung well, one, two, three kind of thing. It's always been Sean King. Or if someone else has already gotten Sean King, King Sean. You know, it's always a variation of my name. I've never pretended to be someone else. So for me, dressing up has no real interest to me. I'll do it if somebody wants to do it with me. But for me, myself, I don't look forward to Halloween and think, oh, I get to dress up as a, a, a cowboy or a doctor. I, I never have any interest in that at all. Dressing up, though, not everybody that dresses up plays that character that they're dressed up as. Sure, true. You know, it's just a, it's just wearing, getting a chance to wear something different, wear yeah. lots of makeup, yeah. just be different for the so night. So you and I talked about this uh, a couple of days ago. Sexy nurse versus sexy doctor. We were talking about the idiot Megan Kelly <clears throat> on the NBC Today show saying that when she was a kid, blackface was okay. No, it wasn't, you silly bitch. It's never been okay. Just because you were a racist doesn't mean everyone else was. No. But you asked, we were talking about, where's the line? You know, is, is, is sexy squaw is definitely offensive. Yes, it is. Why is sexy nurse offensive? I think that any, well, okay, we'll go with the women thing. I think any portrayal of a, of a, a dominated profession, a women-dominated profession, that is a, probably the best profession you could ever do in your life as, as anyone, a man or a woman, should be portrayed or denigrated to being short-skirted and... High heels and what about heavy sexy makeup. Do- what about sexy doctor? Then? Well, it's kind of the same. It's really, it's not, I disagree. I think it's kind of inappropriate. I think I think sexy squaws. Besides, sex- you tell me how often a sexy doctor would be done. It's all about the women professions. That, that's I'm true. Sorry. And I'm, hey, listen, there's a lot of women that are doctors. I don't want to assume that women are nurses yes. and men are doctors, which everybody, most people, do make yep. that kind of assumption in yep. their head immediately. But I. I it's always about women. It's yes. the sexy squaw, the sexy nurse, the sexy flight attendant, sexy, uh, sexy uh, nanny, cop. sexy French maid, like sexy it's cop. All, sexy cop. It's all about the women. Yes, and I just and that's just great. Oh, <laughs> I don't think so. No, I'm you kidding. Know, women, I'm if kidding. you don't want to look, if you don't, that's the thing. If you don't want to be looked at as a sex object. Then don't do it. But there's this thing that that young women ha- go to Halloween as something sexy. Yes, they can show lots of cleavage and leg and 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 butt cheeks or whatever, and it's accepted. Is that a bad thing though? But, One day out of the year, they can maybe let where, their internal sexy out. Well, why can't they just let their internal sexy out every day of the week? You don't because have to dress like it to you, look like. You to can't be like go that. to the office in a sexy nurse outfit with a in a push-up bra. You can go to the office in your push-up bra with your button-up shirt with a bit of cleavage showing, and you can feel proud that you're a sexy, empowered woman. What's wrong with that? See, I, I do get the idea that sexy squaw is offensive, sexy Indian is offensive, because those are, that's that's um, not mocking, but certainly not uh, character uh, uh, caricaturizing a group of people. I have no problem with sexy nurse because that's an occupation. And a group sexy, of people. Yes, but it's not if, – if you want to be a sexy male nurse, go right ahead. If you want to be a sexy male doctor, go right ahead. Sexy cop, male, go right ahead. We don't, but you're certainly allowed to do that. Yes, but it's not often what guys do. Guys do – they do more of a macho thing. Well, I've seen sexy male Indian. Okay. You know, I think with, that's with, terrible. I, oh, I, I completely <laughs> agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. We generally think of sexy as being a female trait. Yes, we do. For better or worse, again. And our society is focused on that sexy, too. And it seems like for Halloween, a certain group of people, generally mostly female, can let their inner sexy out. Mm-hmm. This is the way, it's not, it's not who they are. They're not, they're not sexy, slutty nurse on Tuesdays. 
just this one day of the year, this little they just fantasy. Be. This is a little fantasy. One day of the year. I'm going to be silly. I'm going to be silly and sexy. I'm going to do something that is completely out of my general way of living my life mm-hmm. and pretend to be this other thing. Mm-hmm. And for guys, yeah, for guys, quite often it is macho. I'm mm-hmm. Superman. Mm-hmm. I'm Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'm I'm constru- big construction worker, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, mm-hmm. because that's what we expect from that's the 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 epitome of maleness is the big macho guy. Whose epitome of femaleness is sexy. Hmm. That's all supposed to be changing. But does that have to change? Well, if it doesn't have to change. I think the way we look at those things has to change. You can still be sexy, but you being sexy does not mean you're a slut or a tramp. I think every woman should allow herself to be sexy every day if she wants to. I, if I she doesn't agree. feel like it, don't. But if she feels like dressing to go to work one day and feeling sexy, then she should be allowed. No, I agree. I have a coworker who is terrified of clowns. Mm-hmm. I've never understood that. Are you afraid of clowns? I don't like clowns, actually. Really? I never like, if I ever went to a circus, I never really liked the clown section. You and I talked, and something else we talked about, you think that clowns are sad. Yes, I do. I think clowns I are think, happy. I think they're dark characters. Really? Pretending to be happy, but in their hearts, they're very dark and See, sad. For, for me, I, my my thought about clowns is that all clowns, sorry, not all clowns, clowns are a, are a portrayal of happiness, mm-hmm. but there are some clowns who are dark, you know, the, the Pennywise of Stephen King's It. <gasps> Oh. And those kind of things. That's the, that's the unusual clown. Mm. To me, most clowns are happy, pie in the face, 18 of them come with the cards. I think a clown is happy. I don't mean darkness like Pennywise. Yeah. I mean darkness as in sad. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing, they're pretending, pretending to be, be happy. very happy. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a coworker who's terrified of clowns. He's popular in the office. And once in a while, one of my other coworkers thinks it's funny. To change his wallpaper on his laptop to a scary clown picture or something of that nature. He will react to what the others think is a funny manner by screaming or running out of the building. Okay, that's how much this guy is afraid of clowns. He will run out of the building is he screaming. Doing it, is he doing it to fulfill the prophecy of his co-workers or is he genuinely scared? Let's assume that he's genuinely scared. Oh, dear. Okay? Well, this month, due to Halloween, they have been pranking him daily and have even taken up a collection to buy a clown costume to wear later this month. I want to tell him about it because I think it's juvenile and pathetic. But I worry about repercussions from my boss because she is in on it and a driving force behind it. What should I do? I need help in a hurry. Oh. Oh, I think it's just cruel. Your boss is an asshole, There, I'm sorry, but that's an awful workplace environment. If you're genuinely afraid, then why have they focused in on you? It's no. because you demonstrate your fear so obtusely that everybody's all getting off on it. This workplace environment is a lawsuit waiting to happen. It's terrible. This is a hostile environment. We usually think of this stuff as in a sexual sense, but this is definitely a hostile work environment. Mm-hmm. And this guy should sue their asses. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. You can't do that. That's like making fun of a disability. Exactly, yeah. You know? I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. This, this is... is why you don't share things about yourself <laughs> with people. <laughs> you go to work with your work self. This is definitely cruelty. Mm, I agree. I would tell him or her. I absolutely more. would. I, I would say, I don't care you know if my what? boss. Yeah. yeah. Because your boss couldn't fire you for that. No. Oh, I hope not. Well, in America, they, they might be able we to. We could do it secretively. Yes. You just take them off. Don't tell anyone, dude, but don't come to work on Halloween. Yeah, but they're really building it up. And, and if it's... they're torturing this poor bastard daily, sue them. Sue just... them for millions of dollars. That is awful. You never focus in on one person like that and take I advantage. I have no problem with practical jokes. I have no problem teasing people. I have no problem gently mocking people mm-hmm. but this one where it's a legitimate phobia a legit this would be the same thing as if the guy was afraid of heights you were dangling off the building by his true. feet true that's true it just happens to be that clowns are yeah. easy yeah 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 that's so, right yeah that's you're you work with a bunch of assholes how awful there are things about you and me i'm sure everyone that you wouldn't want your mother to know is that true my mother? Yes. <laughs> I realize that may be a bad example because your mother is pretty out there, or was pretty out there. Uh, 
my mother my yes. grandmother yes if you want if we want okay. to go into that. my right. grandmother oh no there's things about me that i would never have wanted my grandmother to know my grandmother didn't know <clears throat> i i there's nothing about me i wouldn't care about my mom my grandma knowing I, I, are you sure come on sean your grandmother i don't if she found out uh, you're special you're sean you're yes. her special oh, boy yeah, yeah. you really think she'd want to know about someone how'd you get it? that scar <laughs> Come on. I have a friend who shall go nameless, even though she doesn't listen to this podcast. I could tell your grandmother some things. Who is terrified of her mom. I don't mean in a bad way, just that she 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 wants her mom to think well of her, like most people do. Okay. But this friend also always wanted a tattoo. Yes. But her mom would disapprove, so she never got the tattoo. Right. Until one year, we were at in San Francisco, and she said, I'm getting a tattoo. And I said, really? That's fantastic. Where? And she pointed the back of her neck, her hairline. So her, she, she has long hair. So her, not long hair, shoulder-length hair. So her hair was going to cover up the tattoo. I said, okay, well, what tattoo are you getting? A kitty cat. And so she has this little tattoo, probably an inch, inch and a half, silhouette of a cat. And it wasn't so much... What the tattoo was, I think, anyway, it was the symbolism of, of doing something like this. Something that she, for her, was very rebellious. Right. Now, she's in her mid-40s, okay? <laughs> and she's rebelling against mom, which I, I teased her about this. It was, I think it was very funny. I was like, sweetheart, you're a grown woman. You can do whatever you want to do. I don't want mom to be upset with me. So she got this tattoo. Very cute little tattoo. Three years later, her and her mom are out shopping, and they go down the escalator. <laughs> and apparently my friend flipped her hair out of the way, and mom, who was behind her, saw the tattoo. <laughs> and her mom said two words that utterly destroyed my friend. Like, for me, whenever my father said the words, I'm very disappointed in you, I just wanted to open a vein. It was just the worst thing my father could say. It was just, it just completely destroyed me. So... This, my friend, is of a certain Eastern European ethnic persuasion. Uh, she was born here in Canada, but her mom is from that, that country. And her mom still has this very heavy accent. And her mom, when they got <clears> off the escalator and, and mom came in front of her, she, lo she looked up at, at my friend and with these big, sad mom blue eyes went, Oh, Bushy, why? <laughs> And my friend was just like, she said, I just started crying right there because I knew what she was talking about. <laughs> I thought that was just the saddest little picture. Oh, Bushy, why? Yeah. <laughs> so I tell that story to tell this story. Part of growing up into adulthood means making your own decisions. And for better or worse, sometimes young people choose to hide those decisions from their parents. The problem is a lot of times parents find out about any of these things anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's exactly what happened to 20-year-old Sydney Allen of Clearwater, Florida, who chose to get her nipples pierced for her birthday in June. She easily managed to hide the piercings from her mom until she got x-rays. <laughs> ah. And the doctor showed the x-rays to mom. And there they were. But she's 20. My mom saw my piercings as soon as the x-ray popped up and the doctor and I started laughing hysterically. <laughs> she said mom was less than amused, looking silently at the image before saying, as so many moms have said before, We'll discuss this later. <laughs> it's funny, you know, if my if my kid, if my son decided to do that or get a tattoo or whatever, it's it's his body. Like I'm not too I'm sorry, I'm not too if he wanted to get the end of his penis pierced, it's his business. Ew, come on now. I'm How just, would you even find out about that? Uh, I'm using it as an extreme example. That I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't care. It'd be, as long as they were safe and it was yeah. clean and everything, I'd be like, oh, whatever tickles your fancy or okay. whatever. There was this story popped up on Twitter um, a couple days ago. A guy liked Michael Jordan so much, he got Jordan's jersey tattooed on his back. Though His whole back. The whole jersey. Mm -hmm. If that's my son, I'm saying, you're an idiot. You can do it. It's your body. Mm -hmm. But you're an idiot. Yeah, but it's not... You don't have to live with it. They have to live with it. Yes. And I recognize the fact that you living with this is going to make you look like an idiot for the rest of your life. No one's going to understand that. No. No girl is going to, she may love you, but she's still going to think you're an idiot. 
You go yeah. to the beach, people are going to look at you and go, there goes an idiot. Yes. So that's the reason why I would tell my son that's a stupid thing to do. Yes, but that's an extreme. We're talking about nipple piercing here. Nipple no, piercing no. is nothing no. anymore. <laughs> Neither is tattoos. Really? So, no. Okay. All right. Just wanted to check on that. Well, that will come back to bite you at some point. Why? Oh, never mind. If Mike Damon's talked to me about getting tattoos, so I don't, it's like, yeah. And he's described to me what he wants. It's like, that's going to be beautiful, Damon. Blah, blah, blah. I, it doesn't bother me. I've never, I, I, I have no tattoos. Always surprises people. But I, I've never had a tattoo. I've never had really any interest in getting a tattoo. You have no tattoos. No. I know this for a fact because I've explored all over. <laughs> I don't have a tattoo. Why I not? thought about it. Just wasn't part of my generation of women to get tattoos. Now young women yeah. get a lot of tattoos. And I look at them and think, wow, if I was younger, I would have got tattoos. Really? Yes. Do you know what you would have got? Um, I w well, I, well, it depends because I'm a different point in my life now. Yeah. So no, at that time, probably not. But see, I think it's one of the problems of tattoos is you're a different person in different stages of your life, and those tattoos may not represent that thing when you were 20 as when you were 40 as when you were 60. Well, and I think I grew out of wanting to do it when I graduated from rehab school and um, was working in extended care units and discharge planning units and. And well, and in university working with cadavers with tattoos, and you think, oh, after a while, they're going to droop. Gravity's going to take over these tattoos, and they're not going to look like the same thing that you wanted them to before, depending yep. where they are. Yep. No, I don't. But I don't know why it would come back to bite me because I truly don't mind if my sons want to get tattoos. I've never had any interest in tattoos, if only because there's no mystery of tattoos for me because I grew up in the Navy. I grew up in a right. Navy family. Yes. My dad, my stepfather, my uncles, everyone in our circle had tattoos. They were all Navy guys. They all had the the, the, the anchor and the, the all that kind of stuff. So there was never any mystery of tattoos. No. And at and, and that age, when I was 20, 30 years ago, it was more of a rebellion thing. And I had nothing to rebel against. Not getting tattoos was, was rebellion for mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. everyone in the Navy got a tattoo. Mm -hmm. And then... When I decided, when I thought about, no, maybe I will, I couldn't find anything that I'd want to brand myself with, in theory, for the rest of my life. There was no imagery. There was nothing, I don't know, maybe this is an indictment of my life. There was nothing that was so important to me that I wanted to put it on my body for the rest of my life. Okay. The only thing I've ever thought about getting a tattoo of is... Um, here in uh, British Columbia, we have uh, Native Canadians, and there's a group called the Haida. And the Haida have a particular form of artwork, which I think is just beautiful. It is very beautiful, very and dynamic. they do a uh, representation of an orca, what people will call a killer whale, which I'd love to have as a tattoo. Mm. But because I'm not Haida, I would never do that. Oh, my friend Lance has beautiful First Nations tattoos. Yeah, I, I don't like seeing that on non-First Nation people. I think, oh, but they look awesome on yeah, Lance. They do, and First Nations have done them for yeah. him. Yeah, well, I understand that. Um, and then I look at like bodies like David Beckham. Yes. I mean, he's got tattoos. I think it's disgusting. Oh, I don't think so. And my beautiful cousin Sam in Australia, nope. he's got full. He, he's, he's beautiful. So the tattoo looks amazing. Mm. So it depends. I mean, yep. I don't mean to. I'm sounding like it does help if you have a nice sculptured body. Sure. To have yes. tattoos because the tattoos just they're cut yep. on your body, but. It's interesting to see how tattoos don't look very good on black guys. No, because of the black dark guy. skin. Yeah, and they tattoos don't, just they really don't. don't tattoos. Yeah, they, they they really don't pop out very. I mean, That's LeBron true. James is covered in tattoos, but you really can't see them. They look like dark smudges. I like um, the Rock's tattoos. Yes, his his Maori tattoos. He has beautiful, like more South Pacific. Yeah, tattoos. yeah Samoan type. I like thing. his. He looks amazing. But I, I've seen white guys with Maori tattoos. I just want to slap them. Yeah, but he's the rock. He's the rock. But I mean, what I'm saying is, you see white guys with these Maori armband tattoos. It's like mm. you're you're an idiot. Stop that. Mm, mm. And when you go to New Zealand, like the Maori guys. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They're, they're, yes. So. I have a daughter, and some other moms of daughters have started getting together at a local playground at a set time each week. Recently, a mom of a boy brought her son to the playground at the same time we were there. I asked her, nicely, I thought, if she would mind leaving because we had wanted it to be girls-only time. She refused and seemed angry at me. If she comes back, is there a better way I can approach her? 
This has been such a sweet time for moms and daughters, and having a boy there is naturally going to change things. We live in a world where boys get everything and girls are left with the crumbs. I would think this mom would realize that, but she seems to think that her son is entitled to crash this girl's only time. I know I can't legally keep her from a public park, but can I appeal to her better nature? Excuse me while I go and vomit. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) And what are you vomiting about, sweetheart? What a pompous bitch. Thank you. This is why I love you. That is the most disgust. This is what I... I love being a woman and I love women. I love women. I admire women. I all I, I would if I could I would be a lesbian. But <laughs> this is where I have deep issues with how this has gone yep. and the path potentially that this can take. Yep. For a bunch of little girls, it's just like fuck you. Yep. He is a boy and he is allowed. Yep. I, I don't I don't know what else to say. It's a public park. This it is, is not at your public. home. Go do your girly girly tutu thing at someone's house. And here's something else: teach your girls how to play with boys. What's wrong with that? And teach that little boy how to that play he with can girls. be with girls, and that it's okay, and that if he wants to go and uh, put a pretty little pair of ballet shoes on to try them out on the slides, so who cares? And if the little boy gets aggressive with the little girls, you take the little boy aside and you yeah. say, "This is not how we do it with other children." Or you teach the little girl to say, "I don't like that. That's right. Could you do it differently?" You know, like <sighs> teachable moments. It's this whole safe space thing. You know, I this have... is a safe space. Well, it's a playground. Playground. These are children. Teach them how to play with each other. Oh my god, she's using the playground. Okay, so by that very nature, we could say, "I am of East Indian descent, and we all gather together in the playground of our neighborhood with all the other little East Indian children, and somebody comes along with their Caucasian child, <laughs> a little white boy. and we asked her to leave, and she got mad." It's the same thing. That's right. Exactly. It's the exact same thing. It's, it's, it's bigoted and sexist. It makes me so sad that she's even written a letter oh, to no ask kidding. for advice on how she could do it better so that the lady will leave. Yeah. I hope that lady goes there every week and takes a gang of boys with her. Can you teach me how to be a bigger jerk to this woman? Yeah. You know <laughs> Yeah. To make her go away yeah. and take her child with her? Yeah. That's just, you're just being an asshole. Lady. Oh, dear. That makes me very sad to hear that. I'm 51 years old, have been in a relationship for over three years with a man who hates my grown daughter and her 10 year old son, my grandson. My daughter was 16 when she had my grandson. I was a single mom, and the two of them lived with me for a few years. She eventually got into low income housing. She doesn't drink, smoke, or party. She works hard, struggles to get by. I pay her car insurance and phone bill. This is why my boyfriend says he hates her. He says he hates her. He says this takes away from us. Well, I own my own house. My car is paid for. I pay my bills. I have savings. He has moved out three times in the last year and says it is because of her. He has three kids and only has a relationship with one of his kids. The others won't speak to him. Do I need to get him out of my life? Bye-bye, buddy. (laughs) Bye-bye, big fat asshole. What a jerk. How dare you. Bye-bye. He's an asshole. You get rid of him and you uh, you think to yourself, good riddance. And that's the end of it. How much responsibility does she have to take in making a bad relationship choice, too? He's an asshole, but if he's moved out three times... It means he's moved back three oh, times. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. She can, well, she's she is opening herself up to being victim to his his passive aggressiveness. The second someone says, "I hate your daughter," they're done. Like, they're, oh, they're gone. You hate my daughter. Oh, yeah, bye. Bye. There's your bags. No, no, no. You leave and you leave now. Yes. It it never comes up a second time. It's so sad. Oh my goodness. You are an amazing woman. You raised your children. You got a wonderful daughter. Get rid of him. There are better more wonderful men i can vouch for that in the world even if there aren't <laughs> then do without exactly get a nice vibrator <laughs> <laughs> a good one a nice one and even if you just was, enjoy yourself even if there was no other man on the planet no you with something we've talked about many times here if someone is in your life who's toxic you've got to get them out you and this to. guy is toxic yes this guy uh, uh, he thinks that this is taking away from him? 
Or you? Yeah, because he's no. a narcissistic asshole. That's why. He wants her to have more money to spend on them. And there's a reason why he doesn't talk to some of his children. Yeah. You know? Would you... Here's a question. Would you have dated somebody who, you know, as you're getting to know each other, you find out they have three kids and he says, I don't talk to my kids very much. We don't have very much of a relationship. Would I have dated them? Yeah. I would have dated them, but if the dating had have gone on into something more serious, I would have tried to understand that and try and build connections there and say, come on, like, I'll be with you. We're, we're going to go and see your kids. Like, and we're going to build on that because any man, if you were falling in love with a man, you would know that that would be extremely sad and that they would love to build that connection again. Because if it was a man that was saying to me, I don't want to build a connection with them, I wouldn't. I would go, oh, there's something, something up there. I say that because I'm kind of in that situation where I was when we met. No, I was, still am. I have no connection with my family. But I would love, I've said to you, we'll do, I'll do, I'll come with you. And I've had people tell me that that, that seems suspicious to them. And I understand that. And I have no problem with, them feeling suspicious about that. But if, but once I explain it to them, if they are still suspicious, then they're not the person for me. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a suspicious thing because I think that rifts can be pull families apart very easily. No. Um, I remember having this conversation with, with somebody, and this was many, many years ago. Um, they were suspicious because if you, haven't, if you don't have a relationship with anyone in your family, it means you did something. And... Generally, in our society nowadays, if you've done something, it's some sort of abuse. Oh, my God. And this person thought I was a child molester, that I'd abused some member of my family. And that's why the the family ostracized me. Why did it come out as being a child molester? Because that's what, why else would your entire family not talk to you? Oh, well, then you just say, Sean, can you explain to me what, what I happened? Did. I did. Oh, okay. And they didn't believe me. What? Yeah. Because they, they don't believe that it's possible for that my situation to have happened, so therefore I must be lying. And if I'm lying, what is more likely, and I completely understood their, their position, what's more likely was that I was Yes, but if that person had gotten to know you at all, they would know that you weren't lying because yeah. you're not a liar. Yeah. But they they didn't want to because of they thought I was a an abuser. And I'm okay with that because if you if you don't trust me, Oh, you don't want to be with a person that's someone. that distrustful. That's right. But, uh, but I don't know. I th I think it's interesting because I I have seen a situation where 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 people, for any number of reasons, don't get along with their family, and that can affect their dating life because people want. I've had someone say, you know, I'm I'm, I'm we're not going to get serious or date long term because you don't have a good relationship with your family. That's important to me that you have a good relationship with your family. Okay, well, that's being honest. Yeah, and, well, that absolutely is. I have no problem with that. And you could say to that person, if you're getting more deeply involved, you know, I would love to be by your side and to help you reconcile yeah. and, and we can be do it together and we can present as a united front together to just be with them, invite them over for dinner. I can be the, the, um, the buffer. For me, it was always a matter of, yes, I've chosen who my family is and I've chosen these people who are my blood relatives that not be my family. I'm going to, I'm looking for another family. So I don't need them in my life. I want to find a different family because that family is air quotes only related to me by DNA. Not because I like them. It's because I'm forced to like them. So we see this all the time around the holidays, this time of year, Thanksgiving and uh, American Thanksgiving and Christmas where people just start bemoaning. Oh, I got to go back home and, you know, my uncle's an asshole. I'm not really a big fan of my brother, but I got to go home. Why? If these people are toxic in your life, get rid of them. Yeah, but it's my mom. So if she's toxic, if she causes you pain, you don't do that. Now, that's a very extreme way of looking at things. I've completely admitted that. For those folks who don't know what we're talking about, I, I didn't talk to my mother for the last 27 years of her life. I didn't talk to my father for the last 27 years of his life. Yes, but you can't say that you're okay with that. I'm not okay with it, but I'm better off than I would have been otherwise. You can't say that definitively. 
You don't know that. You don't know. I believe I'm better off. You believe. Right. Okay. Because I don't like people in my life who are willing to lie to me to the degree that my family lied to me. The short version is I'm adopted and wasn't told when I was 27 that I was adopted. And that's just freaking weird. <laughs> but mean, your mother was your mother. The, the, I don't know that. If she lied about who my father was, maybe she lied about who, who my mother was. If I was adopted by one parent, maybe I was adopted by both parents. See what I mean? Once you start the lie, once you start pulling on that string, you can't stop it from unraveling. No. Nope. Especially at that age. If I'm, At what age do you think you should tell a child that they're adopted? Oh, oh that's a difficult... Well, we, I think when that when their brain is at a, a when they when children are rationalizing, too young they don't get it. So you know, eight, nine, okay. you start to go. You know what? We are your mother and father, and we adore you and love you uh, without question. But you are this this thing called adopted. Yep. Where we had you, and we got you as a baby. And you're ours, but you, you know, well, however you want to explain. I'm sure there's books. There's probably children's books on how to explain it. I would say something along the lines of you are very, very lucky in that most of your friends have two parents. They have a mommy and a daddy. And I would say this around the age of 10. You are lucky in that you have two mommies and two daddies. You have the mommy and daddy who who gave birth to you. And then you have the mommy and daddy who raised you. I think you. you can say that. Hang on. For, for a lot of kids, it's the same mommy and daddy. But for you, you have a mommy and daddy who gave birth to you, and then you have me and your dad who raised you. We're still, we're all your parents. We're all your mommy and daddy. Your other mommy isn't around for any number of reasons. You could explain if you could. Your other daddy isn't around for any number of reasons. But we're your mommy and daddy, too. And mm-hmm. we're just as important as your birth mommy and birth daddy. Mm-hmm. You think that would be a reasonable thing to say to a 10-year-old? I don't think you should make any judgments around mummy and daddy that were DNA mummy and daddy because you don't know what that is. They, because then they'll be thinking, "Oh, I'm so lucky, and I, I'm gonna, I want, I want to see my my mommy." Well, that's and, fine. And their they mummy said could that. be still a junkie. Yeah, that's right. And you could, and you would say, "Sorry, sweetheart, you can't see your mommy. She's very, very sick." Yeah, so I don't even know why you would have to bring that up because I think it's only until much later that a person would decide, I'm going to pursue this. I want to find who it was. But regardless, it's before the age of 27. Yes, it's before (laughs) the age of 27. It's definitely before 27. Yes. And so that's why I didn't speak to, to, because these people lied to me about who who I was and continued to lie even after that. Yes. So if if, if you want more information about this, go to D-O-A-M-M. Dot com Die of a Madman and do a search for uh, or send me an email I'll send the links to it. I, I wrote the stories out because they were just so incredible I had to get them out of my head and, you know, on, on paper somewhere where are we going with that? Um, adoptive parents not talk- so yes would you date someone that wasn't talking to their parents and this guy yeah. you're talking about doesn't talk to his children and I would be suspicious of a person who said, no, I don't talk, talk to my kids. Mm. And I would I would want to know why. Mm-hmm. I would say, well, yeah, why not? And then you decide whether you believe them or not mm-hmm. move on, and move on from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I, like I said, I have had people who said, you know, I wouldn't date someone who didn't have a good relationship with their, with their parents. Well, and I think some people love the idea of dating and then getting to know the other's parents and having like a big, like a family feel go on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm a reasonably attractive 60-year-old guy. I have a close female friend who is who is looks obsessed. She had a facelift and some other cos- cosmetic procedures last year when she was 47. A few months before my birthday, I was unsure how to celebrate it. I was thinking of a party or a trip. She said, you should get your eyes done. I was shocked. When I told her she'd hurt my feelings, she apologized for making me feel bad. But she never said, I didn't need an eye lift. I'm still upset. What should I do? Oh, for heaven's sakes. Ignore. Just move on. Suck it up, princess. Really? No. I mean, a lot of people, uh, she's obviously into this. Like, I have a friend who's like, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get that done. Like, she's just nonstop. And will sit 
and has said to me, and I'm not, I'm not an unattractive 54-year-old, but she has said to me, oh, Melissa, you could do with a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I've gone, uh, no. So just forget about it and move on is my advice, really. Yeah, you don't need an apology from her. You, oh, for you, heaven's You've already sakes. said, um, when I, I told her she hurt my feelings, she apologized for making me feel bad. There, you're done. That's it. You're done. That's yeah, it. Yeah, but now he's going to be looking at it. He's probably looking in the oh, mirror yeah. and lift it. Oh, Absolutely. No. Oh, you no. Guarantee to you. Oh, no. And he, but the, the funny thing about this story was that he called her looks obsessed. Now he's becoming looks obsessed. Well, but that's what happens when you're with these that's people. Right. These I mean, this people. this friend of mine, I mean, it's just ongoing. You can do whatever you want to do. And at 60, the guy's 60. By this time, you should be happy with who you are. Oh, you don't know. With what you look like. And at 60, you know what you need and don't need, what you want and don't want. So at 60, you can look at yourself and go, yeah, my eyes are a bit droopy or bags or whatever it is. Do I want to do something about it? No. Then I'm okay. My advice is to look in the mirror and go, God, you're handsome. God, you look great for 60. God, you don't need anything done. Go away and enjoy yourself for your birthday, for heaven's sakes. He um, said that he's a, an attractive 60-year-old. Yeah, see? He knows he's attractive. Now he wants to be, thinks he's going to be more attractive with a ridiculous eye job. <laughs> you know, what's next? Peck jobs and glute implants. What are you going to do? You actually get that done, you you know that? Oh yes, I know. You can get anything done nowadays. We have an issue in our society. I maybe just Western society. It's probably all male female society, where we don't take women as seriously as they deserve, as they should. It doesn't help when our courts do bullshit like this. A man who hit his wife twice across the head after dragging her upstairs and removing her jeans by force has walked free from court after be giving a fully suspended sentence. The man, whose name cannot be released for legal reasons in Ireland, uh, pleaded guilty to assault causing harm to the woman at their home. In sentencing him to two full years fully suspended, Judge Patricia Ryan hmm. said the incident took place shortly after a marriage breakup when feelings were running high. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. The lawyers told the court the couple's marriage ended some months months prior to the attack, but they continued to reside together. Mm-hmm. Oopsie. Happens all the time. The woman had obtained a protection order against him in the weeks leading up to the assault. So she was letting the authorities know, I am worried for my safety. On the day of the assault, the man offered to pay the woman for sex. was upset when she declined. Oh, my God. He then grabbed her from behind in the garden, pulled her into the house, dragged her upstairs, hit her twice across the head before removing her jeans by force. He got a suspended sentence. Well, that ain't right. We've got to do better. Well, our courts have got to lead the way in doing better. Well, in my experience and in my knowledge of it, uh, if that happened here, <coughs> RCMP would be on it like a wet blanket, and it would be in court, and there would be does he, so a two-year suspension means what? It means at the end of it, there's no criminal record or anything. Oh. It's obscene. Oh, it's, it's terrible. absolutely obscene that we can But what skip. about her protection? Can he go near her? He can't go near her. He has to move out. They must have had to have given him a court order to you have to leave the house and you cannot be within 100 yards of her. One would hope so, yes, absolutely. One would definitely hope that that's, that's in fact the case. The, 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 the story doesn't, doesn't say that or, or, or claim that. Hmm. You know, girls, you don't keep living with them. There, there's that. It's just, it's a, it's bad news waiting to happen. There, there is a, a line of personal responsibility you have to accept. That if you have to get a protection over somebody, he has to move out. Yes. Now, this story doesn't make it clear whether or not, because how can you have a protection order with someone who if, lives in your own I house? I don't know. 
So I think what happened is protection order, he has to move out. He came back one day in whatever horny mood he was in. Mm. So I'll give you 100 euros for sex or whatever it might be. And she rightfully said, get out of here. Mm. And he mm. lost his mind. Mm. But when feelings were running high, bullshit, judge. Just walk away, dude. Feelings running high is not an excuse to no, hit someone. it's not. I saw this was an interesting list. Ten questions to ask your partner at the dinner table. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Number one, I think this is really interesting. Uh, if you were by yourself and could do anything you wanted for one day, what would you do? Oh, um, are we answering these now? Yes. Oh, if I had, oh, well, oh my God, I don't remember the last time I no had No responsibilities, day. a day off. You, it has to be done in 24 hours where you are. Mm-hmm. And it's sunny. It, it's whatever you want it to be. Oh, because for me, it would be very simple. I would sleep in like, you know, not till really late because I wouldn't want to waste my precious time. But I would bring my coffee back to bed <laughs> and I would love, I love to lay in bed and read. So hopefully I would be in the midst of a good book. And I would get up, I'd probably pamper myself a bit, go for a walk on the beach. Um, it would, oh my God, it would be so simple. I would do all of the things that I can't do right now easily. So selfish. I would <laughs> maybe see if a friend wanted to go and have a beer or I would, I don't know, I would walk. But listen to what you're saying. These are all things you can do. Not really. Yes, really? No, 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 not right now. Why not? Because I don't feel free enough to do it. Oh. I just don't want to have any responsibility. If I had no responsibility and then, you know, I'd come home and I'd have ridiculously single girl dinner and probably <laughs> blitz through a Netflix series. <laughs> like, um, what's the name of it? You, you, you binge watch. Yes. Way into the night, I'd stay up really late. Nothing very complicated. What would you do? Jump the motorcycle and ride. Well, there you go. For, you would ride for as long as you possibly could. Yep, absolutely. There. For me, it's it's literally that simple. Yes. That it was something I had to do where I was. I'd gas up the bike and just go for a ride. Absolutely. Ride wherever I and that's go. nothing you can't do now. Exactly. So keep that in mind. Okay. Okay, go on. Um, I'm trying to figure out what's a, what's a good one to... If you could wake up tomorrow and have one new ability or talent, what would it be? Not a superpower. No, it would be that my I would could go into my full handstand in yoga <laughs> and I could stay up there and do all these things while I was up there yeah. instead of just really pushing just to stay up, up yeah. upside down, upright. It would be that. I want to do that before I die, and I don't think it's going to happen. So if that would be something, that would be it. And that I could do it continuously. It's not for that one little bit of time, is it? Yes, continuously. Yes, that's what I would want to do. I, that's a one new ability or talent, not a superpower. Because otherwise it would be flying. I'd love to be able yes, to fly I mean, a superman. Of course, but it has to be realistic. But a realistic ability or talent, I can do everything I want to do. Are you sure? I can't imagine what... You know what? I, I take it back. One ability or talent, something that's frivolous and silly, at least in, in my mind, uh -huh. I want to be able to go to a playground and dunk a basketball like Michael Jordan. Oh. I would love to have those hops back. Right. Because <laughs> I lost those hops many, many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah, hop like no just more. Just to feel that <laughs> yeah. feeling and be able to do that. Yes. I, See, I it's a physical. Remember that feeling, that power. Yeah. Of being able to get up that high. Yeah. And do that. But I could never do anything fancy dunk-wise. Mm -hmm. It was just a straight dunk. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I want to be able to jump like Michael Jordan, hang in the air, change hands, do a 360, dump you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For me, it would, it would definitely be, be dunking. Yeah. If it, I would also, I would also, it could be playing an instrument as well for What me. instrument? Mm, a piano or the guitar, one or the other. Yeah, I've always, those seem to, 
and I don't mean this is a knock on you, uh, mundane and ordinary. I w- I've always wanted to learn to play the trumpet or the mm. saxophone. Oh, yeah. No, see, I don't want the wind. No, I wouldn't want to do that. But yes, I get it. Yeah. Piano, yeah. guitar, definitely. Piano isn't anything but mundane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's definitely very cool. But um, yeah, piano, guitar would be fun. Mm. Yes. So why can't we do that now? Well, because it takes intense practice. Believe me, I'm trying to do my first one that I desire, but yeah. I can't do it. Not yet. And now I'm getting too old. If you have kids, so this is only for you, what's the most important thing you hope your kids take with them out into the world? Oh, to be respectful of others and to love themselves. To love themselves. I just want them to be in love with who they are. Yeah, yeah. That's it, really? That's not a bad one. Have you heard this... um, the 36 questions that lead to love. <laughs> no, I haven't. New York Times wrote this story uh, mm. three, four years ago. Okay. And they said, I never got a chance to experiment this because I, I was going to do this to you. Okay. And literally do it to you. Okay. According to the New York Times article. Yes. If you did this thing, the person would fall in love with you. Okay. Like on your first date. Oh. If you sat down and did this, they would fall in love with you. Okay. And I never got a chance to do that with you because I fell in love with you instantly. (laughs) You did not. I did too. (laughs) What was it? It's a set of questions you would ask the person. You would sit down in a very serious kind of way and ask these questions. Here's some of them. Would you like to be famous? Hmm, Not necessarily, no. I wouldn't want to be, and this is a discussion you have, I wouldn't want to be poor and famous. I'd rather, if I'm going to be famous, I want to be rich and famous. <laughs> yes. And for something that was worthy and authentic, not some... No, I don't care. Okay. If I'm rich and famous, I don't care what, it, what it's for. Okay. I, I, I can be, if I'm rich and f- famous because I'm a Cardassian, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm that shallow. You are. <laughs> I am that I'm learning that. <laughs> I really am. And even better, I have no problem being that shallow. <laughs> I recognize my shallowosity, and I'm okay with being that shallow. Okay. Uh, This is a great question for you. When did you last sing to yourself? Oh. About an hour ago. (laughs) I love to sing. For me, sing to myself, never. No, you don't. You're not a singer to yourself. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? I'm sorry, how old am I? 90. For the last 60 years of my life. At the age of 30, you have the mind. I can either lose my body or my mind. Well, not, not lose. <laughs> <laughs> what? I retain the body of the 30-year-old? Yes, or the mind of the 30-year-old. Is, uh, oh, no, give me the body. I mean, in a heartbeat. <laughs> I forget. In I, a freaking heartbeat. Like right now, I wish my mind was less, you know. Powerful, whatever you would call it. No, I'm good with the body. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Well, a little bit sometimes because I watched my mother die and I often think that I'm going to end up dying that way. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's the motorcycle. Is it? Yeah. It's it, it, If that's the only way I can imagine it because there are times when I've done things on the bike that are just like, oh, dude, that could have gone. Yes, the but other what way. if you're maimed? Maimed? Yeah, what what if it? you don't die? You're just dreadfully, or you're in diapers, you know, you're hooked up. Like, if you're going to do it, make sure you do it properly. Are you around? If, if I'm I, maimed, are you around? I'll be so mad at you, Sean. I'll, I'll be okay with that. No, I'll be pissed. <laughs> so if you're going to do it, die. <laughs> don't do it halfway or three quarters of the way. <laughs> If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Well, I wish I had have had a mom and a dad and, you know, the real thing. For me, I wish it we would been raised with more money. Because I think a lot of the stresses of my mom's life were because of money. Oh, yes. Not enough money to feed her kids. Not enough money to buy the things that she wanted for her kids. Not enough money for a good home, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, 
my mom was married the entire time we were there, but my stepfathers were never really around that much. They were Navy guys. Mm. They go to sea for six months, and even when they were there, they weren't really there as a parent. Mm. They were there more as my and mom's they did. Partner. She didn't get money from them. Very little. Oh, see, my mother ended up marrying. Quite, you know, we had a, ended up with a house and a back from our little decrepit little flat. We had a backyard pool, and then we went into a great bigger house. But you know what? We weren't any happier. I hated my stepfather. Yes. Money isn't going to prevent that kind of stuff. He had a BMW. Mom had, you know, we had the big house and didn't really mean anything. So there's a whole bunch of these very interesting questions that if you go through them in a conversation over dinner or at a beach, whatever it is, you learn about this person. I guess so. And you learn whether or not you like this person and, and this person's thoughts and beliefs. And you can extrapolate if you're even halfway sensitive. You can extrapolate other thoughts and opinions based on hmm. on some of these, these questions. Hmm. When did you last cry in front of another person? Um, just the other day in yeah. front of my friend Corey. Oh, Corey. I thought you meant me, I was going to say. Because <laughs> it happens all the time. You should have seen the me. look on his face then, folks. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it was almost like, fuck, oh, yeah, she did it again. <laughs> No, I cried because Corey does her beautiful thing like, I'm going to give you some sugar, honey. And I just, I said, don't give me sugar today. And I started crying. <laughs> Tell your partner something that you like about them already. Oh, when you just met them? No, right here, right now. Oh. Oh, I just get filled with such intense warm fuzzies. Sean, I wouldn't even know where to begin with you. I love your joyousness. I love the joy that you have brought to my home. Let's just. Something I like about you already, your smile. I love making you smile. <laughs> you I make... love making you laugh and making you smile, making you happy. So when I roll over in the morning, he will do something that would immediately <laughs> make me smile. I try. And seriously. Yeah, I don't want you to try so hard that you don't no, try no. hard. I'm not thinking about it. Oh. I just do it. The, 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 the fun. <clears throat> Of my life starts with looking you in the eye first thing in the morning. And I think, I'm going to do this. And it's not like I, I, I wake up 10 minutes ahead of time. Oh, going, and you're wondering. Um, <laughs> today, I'm going to do this. It's, not, it's always spontaneous. I'm not working hard. I, I don't have to work hard at making you laugh at all. And there have been people in my life where I had to work at making them laugh. Oh. Making them happy because they were so dark and miserable and not I happy. don't see how that's possible. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I even see when Rory Rory might even be a little bit sulky and come and you'll go oh, oh, and you'll say something and I look at him and he's got this grin on yeah, his face yeah. that he's trying desperately to cover up because he wants to be sulky. He wants That's to be right. sulky. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth, one truth about yourself, your life, what would you want to know? That I don't know now. No. Um. Well, I suppose I would want to know how much my father misses me and loves me. Hmm, isn't that nice? I would want to know why I'm so stubborn. Yes, well, that was a subject that <laughs> we, um, we discussed. The conversation. Why? Why are you like the Rock of Gibraltar? Why do you dig your heels in? Where is this all coming from? I can promise everyone within the sound of our voice, Ziz, that they have never met someone as obstinate as I am, as bizarrely stubborn, even when it's going to hurt me. Uh. Even when I can see the future and I think to myself, if you keep going down this stubborn path, dude, this is going to hurt you yep. in some way. And I can't stop myself. Yep. Well, I, you know, and I don't mean to, I guess I'm telling you this and it's on the show and you haven't, but there was one day, everybody, where he, Sean was going to leave. Like he took all the change out of his panda and, and he packed a bag and he had a backpack and he was just about to walk out the door and he said, someone will be along to pick up my bike. And that's how close it got. And I remember sitting on the couch. I was actually completely paralyzed and terrified inside. And I just said, you are a stupid, stubborn man. <laughs> and you know what? We figured it out. And he turned around and came back. So I thought, wow, I wonder if I'm the only person ever that he would have actually gone 
Okay. It's certainly possible, yeah. Because you were, because I thought, I'm not going to stop him, so I'm allowed to say now, you are a stupid, stupid, <laughs> stubborn man, Sean I King. I really am. And I wouldn't have been surprised if the door opened and you had it gone and never come back. He was going to go live on the streets, yep. people. Yep. And I, I knew, I thought, well, he'll be gone. So you done did good. 99.999999% of the time. If I make a decision about something, yes. that's it. It's oh, done. you do! Oh my God! There's nothing that can change my mind. Nope, I know. If I say we're going to do this, that's it. Mm-hmm. And we're you doing. had said to me, "I'm gone. I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore." And I and and it's that's what's so frightening is that you know that Sean is yeah, this is it. No matter what, even if it's a detriment to him and the rest of his life <laughs> right. and, or his health or whatever, oh, it's ridiculous. He'll go through with it because he can't convince his own stubborn self that he's being so stubborn. That's right. It's a real disability. It really can be. Mm-hmm. And there's, there are times when it's good. There, you said something to me the other night when we were talking about this first, that there are times it's probably gotten me through. Protected you. Protected you me. through. Yep, absolutely. But there are definitely times when it's been to, to my detriment in any number of ways. And it's, it's bizarre that I'm self-aware enough to know this is happening. I've literally been in a situation where part of my brain is going, dude, stop it. Yeah. Just don't do this. But I've said this or I'm... I'm going down this path. Nothing can turn me around. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know why, where that comes from, why, the, and how to fix it. Because there are times that I'm like, she. I think part of the reason, and this might sound counterintuitive, I think part of the reasons why you've commented on it and so have other people in, in my life, that I'm very easygoing. Very. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, 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 I'm Cruisy. Happy, yeah. Happy doing happy. whatever. Yep, you are. I love it. I think part of that is because I'm so stubborn that I know... If I say we're going to do this, we're going to do this. So if I say, uh, uh, where do you want to go for dinner? And you say, oh, I, I don't really care. I want to go, uh, I'll say, okay, let's go to this Italian place. No, I don't want to go to the Italian place. I'm like, we're going to the Italian place. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. because you said you didn't care yeah. and I made a choice. Yeah, and now we're going with my choice. And then we're going with my choice. That's right. That's why I try and not ever say to Sean, are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure, honey? Sean, do you want some more of Sansa? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, that's very funny that that happens on a regular basis with other people. And people who are with me can never get really wrap their mind around that kind of thing. Right, would you like something? Would you, would you like me to make you a sandwich? No, no, thank you. Yeah. And you'll go, are you sure I can make a grilled cheese sandwich? No, thank you. I'm getting it, though. I know, but, but but in the past, you've asked, okay, how about, how about a bagel? No, I don't know. Yeah. No. Because yeah. for me... When I said no, yeah. that's it, no. Yep, I get it. It's very strange. And that's part of uh, the other person's need to want to give. <laughs> and there's nothing Should wrong want... with that. No, but I realize now. Oh, he said no, no, he doesn't want anything. This is, I saw this on Twitter. If you're ever with me and someone comes up to me and starts talking and I don't introduce you, it's because I don't remember their name. Yes. <laughs> so please feel free to be a dope person and introduce yourself. So I can then hear the said name and pretend I knew it the whole time. Exactly. Oh my God, I'm the worst for that. The absolute, I can remember faces, mm. and then I can carry on a conversation with them mm. Mm. without ever knowing who the hell they are. Mm-hmm. They are. Mm-hmm. I've had 20-minute conversations with complete strangers. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Dude, how you doing? <laughs> Long time no see. I don't do that anymore. Sometimes, yeah, so, sorry, go on. And I'll, I'll, I'll say, so, so how, how's life? Oh, the job's going well. Good. Are you still in the same job? Yeah, I'm still there, you know. And, and I'll listen, and they'll say something about her. I'll say, so how is she? No, I won't say how's the wife or the girlfriend. How, how's she doing? You know. And uh, seriously, I'll have a conversation for 20 minutes about nothing. Meanwhile, my girlfriend's standing there, and I've never even introduced her, because I don't know who the hell this person is. Mm-hmm. The one time I remembered someone's name, this was back in college. We're walking down the street, and I was a student study president at my college, so everyone on campus knew me. Right, and because I'm gregarious and, 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 and I don't want to say popular, but people knew me, they felt perfectly comfortable to walk up and say and say hi or have a conversation. I would have met them at a pub night and talked to them about student issues or in one of my classes or whatever it might have been. This person walked up. To this day, I remember his name. His name is Paul. Yeah. And I remember because my girlfriend would get so mad at me when this would happen. Mm-hmm. And she would stand there and stew. And then it would ruin the rest of her evening mm-hmm. or day because you never introduced me. Sweetheart, I don't know who it was, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not ignoring you. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed by you. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who they are. Mm-hmm. 
they're walking down the street, and I see this guy recognize me. You know, I get that little look on their face. And I'm thinking, this is Paul. I know that. He wasn't a friend of mine. This is just some guy. Mm. I remember his name. It's Paul. This is going to be great. Oh, he must have been a bit shocked by how happy you were to see yeah, him. Yeah, no shit, yeah. <laughs> he walks up to me, and he reaches his hands out, and, hey, Sean. Hey, Paul. How you doing? I want to introduce you to my girlfriend. And I forgot her name. <laughs> You had a girlfriend <laughs> that you forgot her name? I looked her in the eye and I was like, I've forgotten your name. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, he called me his ex-wife's name the other day on oh, YMF. Oh, damn it. So, you know, I got to expect this. I got to expect this. Who, which one are you? Are you Sly or Amy or Kim or Lisa or the Viva or the multitude of other women? So that poor girl, I hope she dropped you like a rock. I really do. <laughs> I I do. It's just, it's just, it's just so insulting. Besides, <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I say to people, "I'm sorry, I forget your name. I'm Melissa." I never, I never let that worry me anymore. I thought I covered that up on the show. Oh my god, are you kidding? <laughs> I can't believe the chat room didn't light up. Like, way to go, Sean. Like, um, Sean, did you just hear yourself? Uh, Sean. I think everyone in the chat room was was emb- as embarrassed for me as I felt. Yes, that was pretty intense. But anyway, I moved through it and I moved on, didn't I? <laughs> Apparently. Not. Oh no, I bring it back up to you because I don't want you to get off the hook. <laughs> Yeah, but it depends what we're doing if you call me your ex-wife's name. So being yeah. on the show did not help. But- <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, really, Sean? But I'm good at that now. I, I always say to people, you know what? I'm so sorry I've forgotten your name. Yes, I've seen you do that. It's very yeah, good. I, I, I'm not going to worry about that. Or sometimes you might say, I've said one day, what does Damon call you? Because it was one of his old teachers mm. and I'd forgotten her name. And that was a great way to get her name. Yeah. I'm sorry for calling you Mike's wife's name. Why are you sorry? Because it's 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 embarrassing for me. It's it, it disrespectful to you. Hmm, not really an explanation. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can be done about it now. It's been recorded for the world to hear. Or did you cut it out? Did you cut it out? No, I never edited the show. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So it's out there for the whole world. Even her, if she listens to the show, she's going to be going, oh, my God, he called her by my name. He still thinks of me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think we have to go now because I got some serious ass kissing to do. (laughs) (laughs) No, you got to clean your room. I'm going to do it right away, sweetheart. Oh, good. Look at oh, that. Man, in a heartbeat. That's just, just no, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Well, I'm going to go see what our boy is doing out there. I love you, Melissa. Love you, Sean. <laughs> she rolled her eyes at me. Yep. This has been Don't Listen to Us. <laughs> Don't listen to me call my wife by my ex-wife's name. Uh, have a happy yeah. Halloween, yeah, everybody. Everyone enjoy your Halloween. If you have pictures, send us pictures of your, oh, of your yeah. Halloween costume or anything else along those lines. Sean's going to go, oh, never mind. <laughs> What are you going to say? Sean's going as a big doofus. He was, <laughs> that's why he doesn't have to dress up at all. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're proud of that one, aren't you? I am. It's Sunday morning, and I look, I look how sharp I am. Folks, this has been Don't Listen to Us. I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. You can send us emails to dltu at yml.me. Until next week, bye. <laughs> bye. I'm going to go clean my room now. <laughs> you didn't say see ya. See ya. Sorry. See ya.